This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the on air. air. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. And welcome, everyone, to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Get into the van, buckle up, (laughs) join us with light refreshment. We have iced tea, we have ice water. Wow, it sounds like Uh, a spa. We have a rather old bottle of milk. Uh, It doesn't sound like a spa. (laughs) Uh, No. Uh, Anyway, Les Jackson here at the wheel of the van, Fred Staub. Speaking over there about uh, our unspa-like van, but that's okay because we have so many other makes and models to talk about. We sure do, Les. Uh, we have a potpourri of stories, automotive stories, this hour on Cruise Control Radio. Starting with BMW saying goodbye to some of its models, we'll tell you which ones aren't making the cut for the next model year. Very interesting. Meanwhile, Volkswagen and GMC are adding more standard technology to their lineups. This is no surprise. Yep. And, well, Tesla's in trouble again. This time it's reduced battery capacity and strange claims when it comes to safety ratings. Government's not too happy with them about that. No, now when you phone Tesla, you get a receptionist saying, Tesla, oh, what tangled webs we weave. (laughs) (laughs) But any case, we'll talk about that. And we're also talking tech, which we always love to do. Hyundai powers up with a solar roof. Yeah, and we talked about this concept before. They say it can charge the battery as you're driving along. We'll talk about that. Uh, plus, after a disastrous Indy 500 attempt, McLaren says they'll be coming back stronger than ever and running a full season. Remember, they couldn't find yes. the steering wheel and the car yeah, was the wrong was, color. Yeah, and that was strange. Yeah, plus, Les Jackson, if you want a fast street car, Bugatti's got one. It goes 310 miles an hour. What could... <laughs> what? <laughs> how could anything Pretty bad soon. happen? <laughs> Pretty soon, uh, we're fi- we're going to reach the point where we say that's too fast. Uh, we might be at that point. <laughs> we could be, and yeah. we'll run down the events for the upcoming Monterey Car Week. Yeah, in case that's... you're out on the coast. Yeah, that should be interesting, especially to our uh, KION listeners who are right there in Monterey. So we'll talk about that. All that and an at-the-wheel review of the all-new Honda Passport when we get rolling on this edition of Cruise Control Radio. That is a ton of stuff, Les Jackson, to to get in on the show, isn't it? Well, you're absolutely right. And uh, we might even have a couple other little side stories or two if we have the time. Yeah, absolutely. So keep it tuned to Cruise Control Radio. And don't forget, go over to CruiseControlRadio.com where you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Got some shots of that uh, new Honda Passport that we're going to be reviewing up there on our Facebook page. So throw us, throw us a like or a follow. We appreciate that. When we come back, we're going to head right into that BMW story about some models that will not be making the trip to the next model year. So stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio. 
Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred Stubb, Les Jackson, The Van, and you, <laughs> all driving yes. around the U.S., checking out all the latest great stories, keeping you up to date, the best deals, if you're buying a car, new or used. Two models, though, you may not be able to buy uh, as of the 2020 model year. Uh, from BMW, these are always oddball ones. The Gran Turismo variants of the 3 Series and the 6 Series. These are sort of the, you know, kind of arched back, um, hatchback versions of the sedans. They're not an SUV. They're a hatchback, which a lot of people don't like in the U.S. They were always a bit odd, and they were not big sellers, but they are they are they are hot commodities apparently in Europe, which is where they'll continue selling them. Not just not here. At least the uh, six series Gran Turismo will go on in Europe. But uh, really, what people want are the X vehicles. They want the X three, exactly. four, five, and X six, and now X seven. Right. That's right. Uh, they've been. They've been doing very, very well with those uh, with those X series. Yeah. So people, if they figure if they're going to get something that's sort of like a crossover, why not go for the boxy look and be able to shove a lot of stuff in there? So uh, if you had your heart set on any of those models, the Gran Turismo 3 or 6 series, see your BMW dealer right now because your options... Are, are getting short, right? Well, true, but believe me, uh, they'll have them on hand because no one else wanted them. <laughs> they'll just say, uh, this is rare now. We're not... Uh... That's right. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is a rare model. Uh, what you want to do, if you if you want one, and frankly, I wouldn't mind one. I don't care about that body style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, would, I would just go in there and say, I'll, I'll buy this, but... But you're going to sell it to me really cheap. <laughs> See what they say. Oh, look, there's a door over there. Why don't you That's go right. through it? <laughs> well, they just know that they, you know, that hardly anyone wants to buy those. Well, here's a kind of a trend that's going on in the automotive world. It seems like we're getting a lot less models of certain cars, but they are all getting major tech upgrades. Uh, case in point, Volkswagen. Uh, has announced that their entire 2020 model lineup will come uh, standard uh, with safety and technology features, including forward collision warning, autonomous emergency braking with pedestrian detection, blind spot monitoring, and rear traffic alert. And they will all include next-generation CarNet telematrics system, which includes standard in-car Wi-Fi, which you have to pay for with a data data plan subscription, um, and uh, they're they're upping the game with the Jetta Jetta GLI and Tiguan. They'll all receive available wi- wireless phone chargers. I love that, by the way. Uh, and the vehicle we're going to review, um, I believe this one did this. Uh, the Passport. When you left your phone on the charger, it said there's a phone on the charger when you power down the car, which is always good. I think. 
I love that's nice. Yeah, I love wireless charging. I think it's I think it's a great way to go. Uh, it you have a place for your phone. It sits there. It charges, and you don't have to worry about it when you get out. It's all charged up. I think it's a good deal. I really do. I would like to see that uh, in a new car. That if I was buying a new car, I definitely want to look at that. But yeah. Uh, do you know the Passat is the only Volkswagen model to be revealed as a 2020 model? It's interesting. Um, they're also changing around uh, the Golf lineup. We've told you about that. The news, big news this week, that there will be no Volkswagen Golf R for the 2020 lineup. Not surprising because the new Mark 8 Golf is going to be coming soon. And uh, this is according to an article in CarBuzz that the Wolfsburg uh, factory will be preparing for the changeover to the next generation Golf models. And the Golf R will take a brief hiatus before returning as the Mark 8. Remember, the Golf uh, will only come to the U.S. in GTI and Golf R uh, models as 2021 models. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some technology that GMC is adding as well. So stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio with Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Coming up, too, we're going to have an at-the-wheel review of the brand-new Honda Passport. A lot of fun in that vehicle. We'll talk about that when we come back. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. We're talking about standard tech, which is uh, happening to a bunch of different uh, models, which is good. And a lot of that standard tech less involves things like automatic emergency braking, forward collision alert, lane keep assist, lane departure warning, following distance indicator. I'm not quite sure what that is front pedestrian braking, and IntelliBeam headlights. Now, I have a question for you. The folks that, uh, the IIHS folks that test, crash test these cars, is that why we're seeing all the, uh, of this technology become standard so they get good ratings? Absolutely. Uh, the, the name of the game uh, for good safety ratings is you have to have all the state-of-the-art stuff. And the day is pretty much over when you can offer the entry-level cars without it and then charge extra for the higher trim levels. Uh, that's no. Uh, you know, the, the, the entire future of the auto industry is, of course, autonomous cars. And the reason for that is to stop all the carnage on the highways. Mm-hmm. So the attitude uh, in the safety community is, and, and the buyers, frankly, is okay look put all the safety stuff on all of the vehicles period well you're going to see this come in on the gmc terrain all those things i i mentioned uh and that's an update for 2020 a great update uh and they're all standard features you may see the price rise a little bit for that but hey i think you should buy that stuff anyway uh, and the 2020 Acadia is getting a freshening too. New grill, new front and rear fascias, and LED lights. LED lights, a key thing when it comes to getting the good safety rating once again, right? That's right. Um, you know, it's all about visibility. It's all about 
situational awareness. There you go. That sounds good. I have a question for you. When you do emergency braking, and then they test these cars, let's say, with a small offset test, uh, what speed do they do that at? You were at the IHS place, right? Uh, they usually do it at 35 miles an hour. Now, wouldn't that trigger the uh, the braking system? Do they disable it? They disable it. They Because otherwise it would just stop and not hit anything. <laughs> That's and you right. would never know how That's it right. how it uh, uh, crashed, right? Well, if, if you think about it, they generally don't run the engines on these anyway because the gas tanks have to be either emptied or taken out before uh, they crash them. You know, my question to them, and we'll have to get some of them on the show because I find that very interesting and very good what they do. Um, so do they test these systems? In other words, before before they, they're going to crash the car, do they go out and do they test the automatic braking and things like that with gas in the car, and then do they drain it and prep it for the crash? Because they do, they do, but they don't test as many systems as Consumer Reports does. Yeah, uh, Consumer Reports, of course, up there in Connecticut has that wonderful track test track with every conceivable type of terrain and condition. Right. Uh, the IIHS has a test track facility, but it's it's really for uh, testing braking and. Um, they don't even try to test uh, rollover, you know, in in the sense that they deliberately roll these things over, mm-hmm. except in the crash test facility. Right. They have something come down on the roof, right? Isn't that how right. they do it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because um, it's it's they're not really testing the driving characteristics; they're testing the safety mm. characteristics. Well. You know, we haven't done in a while. Let's do it. Let's talk Tesla. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you know how right. when you You're have right. a cell phone and it gets an older cell phone, maybe it's a couple of years old, and you get an update, and then all of a sudden, you know, the phone's battery doesn't last as long as it used to? Yep. Had or the battery runs hot. Battery runs hot, something yep. like that. Well... It looks like Tesla has a similar situation because according to his Reuters article, Tesla, uh, Tesla Inc., a Tesla Inc. owner filed a lawsuit against the electric vehicle maker claiming the company limited the battery range of older vehicles via a software update to avoid a costly recall to fix what the plaintiffs allege are defective batteries. So this affects models like the Model S and X uh, and have seen uh, their uh, range cut down by as much as 40 miles after this update. Hmm. Uh, Plaintiff David Rasmussen's 2014 Model S 85 lost battery capacity equivalent to about 8 kilowatt hours, but was told by Tesla the uh, the degradation was normal due to older batteries. Well, but how does that explain these these rather instantaneous loss of range right after the uh, software update? Well, and then they came out with this, Tesla. A very small percentage of owners of older Model S and Model X vehicles may have noticed 
a small reduction in range when charging to the maximum state of charge following a software update designed to improve battery longevity. Now, Hmm. there have been fires in Hong Kong and other places with people charging charging their Tesla and it just catches on fire. And it it happened after over-the-air software updates. So maybe there's something to that there. Um, But owners are upset. They said it's like having a a gas-powered car with a 20-gallon tank and then somehow they change the gas tank to 10 gallons without your permission. You wouldn't be um, do you know I don't but do you know uh, if what the battery lifetime warranty is on a Tesla eight years eight years so uh, 2014 is not eight years no uh, and a lot of people are upset they can't fully charge the battery losing 40 miles is pretty significant well that's very significant um, now it just it would just look to me and again i'm you know i'm not part of the claimants or anything but it looks to me like the the batteries in these particular teslas uh, are are wearing out prematurely and you know it looks like they're kind of trying to hide it uh, well uh, a lot of owners have taken to blocking the car from the internet so it can't get any updates too as well well, now this is kind of crazy. You know, at, at what point do you say, "Okay, I'm angry"? Yeah, apparently some have because they're filing lawsuits. So, and then there's this. Uh, this is according to a Bloomberg report. The U.S. National Highway Traffic Safety Administration sent a cease and desist letter to Tesla last year regarding the Model 3's safety claims. Uh, they claimed it got 5.4 stars on the safety test, but <laughs> but the most you can get is five. They said we don't have a safety score of 5.4. Isn't that something? And the uh, agencies is... say they do not like it when Tesla disregarded the guidelines in this matter that may lead to consumer confusion and give Tesla an unfair market advantage. Uh, you know, this is just getting so smarmy. It sure is. Uh, we know you, you can only get five stars. That's the best you can get. There's no point four. How no, would they? There's, there's <laughs> no, this isn't the this isn't the Richter scale. No, this so, is just five stars. We're not uh, ragging or... on Tesla here, but I tell you, it 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 comes off as sketchy, doesn't it? Well, it does. I mean, when you add up all of the things we've been talking about for the last two years, uh, it just, it, to me, it paints a picture of, of, of sloppiness and uh, hiding the sloppiness mm. uh, or denying the sloppiness. And, and none of that is good for long-term customer relationships. And I don't blame those people. If I lost 40 miles of range, I would be very upset about it. So let's, Sure, I let, would too. Let's see how that goes. Hey, when we come back on Cruise Control, we're going to talk a little tech and also talk about McLaren getting back into the racing business and a 310-mile-an-hour streetcar. Cruise 
lose control. Welcome back. Welcome back. Fred and I were uh, wrapping up our discussion, our, our ongoing discussion of Tesla's woes. Yeah. It's... Uh, and, you know, they just don't seem to end. It just get, seems to get worse and worse. And this sort of all leans toward quality control and transparency and all these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I personally uh, think that the, uh, the, the a car business side is going to get sold off eventually, but that's just speculation. Mm-hmm. And it will be, they'll go through it and they'll make, they'll build it like they should build it. Right. Yeah. Um, with dealerships and service centers and, you know, all that stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, uh, let's talk about some technology, shall we? Let's do that. Uh, yeah. Hyundai finds uh, power where others seek shade. This is an interesting article. Uh, I believe it was uh, by Ian Wright from Car Buzz. Uh, and um, this is something we talked about. Uh, Solar-powered roofs. Matter of fact, Tesla said they're going to have one. They haven't come up with it yet. So, But Hyundai has. Uh, and they have announced this in their uh, Hyundai... Uh, hybrid uh, model, the Sonata Hybrid, and that's where it's going to make its debut. Uh, it will be following, uh, it is debuting in Korea, and it will be coming to the U.S. market. Uh, they have no plans to sell it in Europe, interesting though. Uh, Hyundai claims the solar roof can charge 30 to 60% of the battery per day. Remember now, this is not, is this even a plug-in hybrid? I'm not sure. Uh, it's charging the hybrid battery, so it will stay in the EV mode, I guess, longer. Uh, but it can charge uh, 30 to 60% of the battery per day. And it says that this uh, solar-powered roof uh, with six hours of daily charging will increase the fuel economy of the hybrid by just over 800 miles per year and is only available to support the hybrid drivetrain currently and no full electric uh charging right right so it's it's an assist right it's an assist you can't uh you know to be able to uh drive electrically you'd have to have a really 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 big roof (laughs) it would hurt the design aesthetic but the good thing is it is free energy Uh, it's free energy and if you're in this you know the roof's in the sunlight for six hours or all day, uh, it's going to generate co- uh, collectively, you know, a decent amount of electricity. I don't think this is a plug-in hybrid. I think it is just a hybrid. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's that's. it's not going to be actually, it'll, it'll be forcing the car into the EV mode quicker. So sort of like right. when you have a regular hybrid and you get in it and, uh, you know, the engine just runs because it's charging up the battery as you're driving along this in this case it can go right into the the EV mode basically if if that's the way I'm understanding it right yeah and i i think the the the, the charging overall is kind of the equivalent of the regenerative braking mhm um cuz i'm looking at the roof and it's probably 3 square meters mhm so that's about 300 watts uh, of constant charging. So you multiply that 
you know, times six or eight hours or 10 hours, uh-huh. uh, get, get, uh, quite, uh, you know, quite like three, three kilowatts. Not bad. Not bad. That's, that's quite decent. Here's another talking tech story. Should we reward people using cryptocurrency for not looking at their phone when they drive? Well, one company called Dolphin Technologies says, yes, they can do this with digital currency called Mobilio. Uh, And they feel that if you don't look at your car, uh, you don't look at your phone while (laughs) driving your car, uh, you can look at your car, not your phone, uh, using this app. Uh, for Android devices or iPhones, you will get tokens. So you will get this cryptocurrency, which will allow you to trade these cryptocurrencies uh, for things you might want in the in the marketplace. Now, uh, they feel this is a, a, a different way, rather than handing you a ticket for looking at your phone, or creating some kind of system that would warn you in the car and say, put your phone down. They're, they're using the carrot rather than the stick. And uh, they would give you uh, things like reduced costs of insurance or uh, reduced costs at retailers, uh, et cetera, in, tra- in, in um, return for driving safely and not being distracted. What do you think of this idea? Uh I'm going to be cynical here. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, I think of this idea as I would uh, for a reward for buying more ice cream. You get a free bypass surgery. <laughs> or the people that are like, isn't it great we're paying kids to go to school? That always Exactly. Uh, I, I don't like rewarding somebody for doing something that they're not supposed to do in the first place. I agree with you completely. I agree with uh, you in com- uh, completely because, you know, it should just be like common sense and common courtesy too, because you're you're sharing the roads, not to drive uh, distracted. I I agree with you. I don't see why you should be rewarded yeah. for doing something that you should, you know, and, already and be doing. That's right. And and on top of that, I I am totally against cryptocurrency anyway. I, I, yes. I just think that's a very bad thing let's go on to the racing world shall we there's a segue let's for you <laughs> on cruise control Perfect. radio um i think we just went from eighth uh, uh eighth gear to first <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly uh hit the hit the rev limiting chip on that one so remember mclaren they tried to have a car in the indy 500 and it was terrible it was painted the wrong color they missed qualifying because they were trying to get it painted, and then they didn't have a steering wheel. Remember that? They were racing around. It was real embarrassing, wasn't it? It was just terrible. I mean, we felt bad for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone felt bad for them. But... It, it looked bad, and the person that ran the program was given the flick, as they say. I would imagine so. Yes, but and now it looks like they're coming back. Uh, they're going to run a full IndyCar um uh, season, uh, and uh, they look to really uh, take on the Indy uh, IndyCar racing and go full season, and really, certainly, they will qualify, I imagine, for 
uh, the Indy 500. Uh, it's not going to be like a slapdash type kind of thing to get into the race. Um, they're also looking at doing endurance racing, and plus they're in Formula One, so they're not messing around, are they? Not a single bit. Remember, McLaren, I believe, has won more Formula One races than any other company. Wow. The last time they competed full-time in the IndyCar Championships was back in 1979. Wow. What was it called back then? Was it USAC back then? No. Uh, USAC goes back further. Uh, no. I don't um, think it was IndyCar. It was probably something no, different. I don't remember what it was. It wasn't... Uh, 79. Wasn't wasn't uh, was there something at the time called something like iCar? Oh, you're thinking of IROC. Oh, IROC. International that, Race right. of no, Champions. No, IROC was different. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that anyway, let's see. Let's see what they can do. Certainly, it sounds they they wish they never even attempted to race uh, Indy this year. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Les, do you feel the need for a 310 mile an hour Bugatti Chiron? Uh, sure. All right. Well, the CEO <laughs> I mean, of the company, Stefan yeah, Winkleman. I don't quite know where you drive this, but. He admitted uh, this to the automotive, uh, automobile magazine that they are developing a car capable of hitting 310 miles an hour. He says, still a possibility. Uh, and it depends on a supplier to produce suitable tires. Uh, if you recall, Michelin was developing an over 300-mile-an-hour tire for the street. Remember that? That's right, but but they sort of backed off on it. Well, think about it. Do we really want anyone going 310 miles an hour uh, no. on the street? And no. they feel it would have to develop more power than the current model, which is an 8-liter, 16-cylinder quad-turbo engine that delivers 1,500 horsepower and 1,180 pound-feet of torque. Oh, what the heck? Why not make it 2,000 horsepower? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, really. At, at this stage of the game, uh, how tough would that be? <laughs> so, there you go. And of course, someone has to pay for all this. It won't be me. But we will pay for a few things and be right back after this. We're talking about Monterey Car Week coming up. And I have a great review of the Honda Passport. We'll be right back. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. We, uh... Lesson Fred here. We're we're going to go to Monterey, California. We felt that our listeners need to have a little laid back session. Well, and we have our great affiliate there, at KION, and uh, absolutely, they are right there in the action. And uh, of course, Monterey Car Week coming up, um, and uh, they've got some great things. I, I I just love some of the names of some of these uh, events. Uh, one is on uh, Friday, August 16th, the Legends of the Autobahn, an all-German car show hosted Excellent. by BMW. Uh, the Quail, a motorsports gathering. That's a biggie. Yeah, that's a biggie. Uh, uh, of course, the Concorso Italiano on August 17th. And your favorite, the Concours de Lemons. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> 
<laughs> that's right. That is my. That's well. We we always uh, try to enter the cruise control van, but it is deemed too lemony <laughs> for the for the Concord de lemons. It's that lemony smell again. Yes, too much that's lemony right. smell. Um, if you know what I mean, but. Uh, Yes. It, uh, and then it all wraps up with the Pebble Beach Concours, the Elegance. The Elegance. Yep. Yeah. Tickets, general admission before August 1st, well, it's too late for that, were 375 450 at the gate. Hmm. Well, there, uh, well, there's a price, isn't it? <laughs> well, there's a, that's a price. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they. I wonder if they take uh, Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't think you can get by with. with Probably that. not. I mean, obviously, uh, you got to be pretty well healed to uh, afford to go to these, and and you know this is that's what uh, the uh, Pebble Beach has always been about. It's the very very high end mm -hmm. uh, car owners mm -hmm. around the world, mm -hmm. um, and. Um, you know, to their credit, they're good collectors. Yes, and uh, I, I, I have to say, my favorite though name is Legends of the Autobahn. That's yeah, that seems like a cool, uh, a cool uh, event, you know. And um, of course, the lemons one, <laughs> where you can do. <laughs> I can't even read some of these things. Uh, Maguire, Maguire's <laughs> sponsors a thing called the Half. A detailing contest in which participants will compete to detail just half of their car within the allotted time. <laughs> That's right, uh, and it's free to get in. By the way, yeah, that one, the, that one's more our speed, don't you think? Well, so I think it'd be fun because you know you can see a Ford Pinto, yeah, uh, or a Gremlin, yeah. They say Porsche nine four. I actually like the nine fourteen. So you're the one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was okay. It was what no, it was okay. Actually, I had a friend that owned one. I, uh, and it I was had only a friend called that a Porsche. It was only called a Porsche in the U.S. Everywhere else in the world, it was a Volkswagen GT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it was a it, fun it is car. Considered a Porsche. Yeah, you know, it's fun to drive. Yeah. Um, I I remember it being orange and black. I, I thought, now, yeah, that's cool. by the way, if we go to that, uh, extra credit goes to those wearing chicken suits. <laughs> that's true. It's the only place in the world where you get extra credit for that. Is true, chicken. and and fortunately, I have I have my, uh, you know, my uh, chicken suit from uh, who was that cartoon chicken. Uh, I'll let you work that out. Fog, Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> well, then you would be perfect. Then. Let's Absolutely. do it at the wheel review. <laughs> All right. No chicken suit required for this vehicle. Uh, this this is uh, this is sort of an interesting review. Uh, the Honda brought back the Passport. That's a name that's uh, been around. Well, I guess it hasn't been around since the eighties, right? I'd have to look that up. Uh, certainly since the mid-90s. Now, this is, I reckon this this is sort of like a guy that wants to be a little tough, maybe owns a leather jacket and maybe some biker boots, but he's really a button-down accountant during the week, you know? It, it, it's got a little bit of a tough look, but it's still a very usable vehicle. That's the way I, I see this. This 
Um, and it's sort of like, I think it kind of appeals to some of the people that like the Honda um, element, you know, the kind of squared off looking vehicle. When, when you look at the Passport, and you can look over on our Facebook page, it kind of breaks the mold of today. Today, everything's sloped. It's got the high, uh, you know, the belt line that goes up in the back, the crossover, the small back window. It's supposed to look like it's being pulled forward. This is square and blocky and it it almost reminds me a little bit of the g-wagon believe it or not the very squared off design mm. almost military like this ours was uh enhanced that look uh, was enhanced because we had a dark uh forest color uh exterior and uh, it also had uh, black wheels on it and it was kind of blacked out in the front so kind of blocky and square but i kind of liked it it almost looked a little uh, military to me in a certain way. Uh, they all get the same engine, which is a 280 horsepower, 3.5 liter V6 with variable cylinder management, a wonderful shifting nine speed automatic transmission. Uh, this is not the nine speed that has found its way into other vehicles that have been problematic. Um, uh, it, it passes our test with uh, great uh, safety features uh, stability assist, anti-lock braking, electronic brake distribution, uh, the ACE body structure that Honda is famous for. And uh, the inside was gray leather, uh, leather-trimmed interior, uh, audio with uh, Honda navigation. Um, one thing about this vehicle that we noticed on the road, uh, very smooth ride, very, very smooth ride. Uh and also truck-like. You're sitting more upright. There's a big windshield, a lot of headroom, which I really liked. You don't feel like you're squeezed down in there. Um, and just kind of a comfortable vehicle to drive. Uh, smooth riding, uh, good handling, uh, decent power. Uh, it has standard Honda sensing with adaptive cruise control, collision mitigation braking, forward collision warning, Lane departure warning, lane keeping assist, road departure mitigation. So good on Honda for making that all standard on this. Um, and, uh, you know, it was easy to handle. It, it had a ton of room in it. The square shape means you can get, put a lot of things in it. Um, price for this was the Passport all-wheel drive Elite uh, was 43680 It had no options in it. But plenty of plenty of uh, of uh, uh, features in it, you know, that all comes standard. Destination handling one thousand forty five. There you go. We've climbed wow. over a thousand dollars for that. So the total vehicle price forty four thousand seven twenty five. It's rated uh, at twenty one city twenty four highway, which is not that great. But we did significantly better than that. Uh, we saw about 28 miles to the gallon on the highway, driving it, uh, you know, conservatively. Uh, final assembly point is Lincoln, Alabama, USA. Uh, the engine is from USA. The transmission's from USA. I, I love the transmission, Les. It really, it really felt good the way it, it shifted in that. It was pretty amazing. Um, if you go on the Honda site... They have uh, both an urban collection and sort of an off-road collection. You can trick this out with um, wheel flares and things like that to make it a little more off-road. They have a lot of 
active lifestyle um, accoutrement that you can add to it, uh, roof racks and things like that. So it it is capable off-road, but it's capable around town too. But it's got a little bit of that that look to it, which is almost unique now, that squared-off look. 2019 Passport from Honda. Time for me to say, I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Bye.